Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to the Raw Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dadly Boys, Michael Hamflut from What Culture, and Phil Chambers from What Culture to look ahead to tonight's episode of Monday Night Raw. But before we get into it, if you're a fan or this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review Monday Night Raw, but also SmackDown, NXT 2, but oh, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a very good quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, they're joined by Hamlet and Phil to look ahead to the Raw after WrestleMania. And after a really enjoyable WrestleMania weekend, Hamlet, the big question I have is, can this be a, a Raw after WrestleMania of old, or is it going to continue the rather sad tradition of the last few years? It's got exactly as much chance of being both. WWE seem to want to move away from the reputation that had been cultivated around the Raw after WrestleMania, which is odd because there was one point where they were making documentaries about it. There seemed to be an atmosphere and a buzz that they really enjoyed. But then equally, there was a feeling that the fans remaining in the WrestleMania city wanted to just have their last night of fun regardless of the rest in the ring. The Randy Orton Sheamus match always springs to mind as a big example of that. But then it was a Randy Orton Sheamus match. So, you know, the people who paid a lot of money to travel they should be allowed to do what they want. <laughs> However, there has been history around this weekend. This was the first, not to sort of like almost paraphrase WWE uh, copy content here, but this was the first two-night WrestleMania, stupendous as it was in places, to take place in front of full crowds, to take place in front of uh, uh, to take place for fans from travelling the world over. You know, yeah. there was a, this was WrestleMania as we knew it, and yet different because it was split for the first time. This wasn't seven hours in a freezing cold New York stadium or as indeed at WrestleMania 32, seven or eight hours in this giant building that people are knackered for the end of the main event. There might be more energy for the Raw tonight than there has been the last few years. Hopefully, WWE should think about that and think, well, if the fans have still got energy, the ones that are left, let's give them the energy back with one more show, one more night. And capture the goodwill that was definitely there on night one that we all started to feel was dissipating a little mm. bit at the end of night two. Certainly last night was more of a post-WWE feeling than night one. You want the euphoria rather than the hum. Mm, exactly. Uh, lots to talk about. Lots to look forward to, Phil. All the fallout from, from WrestleMania. You've got a unified champion in Roman Reigns and all the question marks as to what that means for belts on other shows. You've got Bianca Belair, of course, now Raw Women's Champion. 
What's next for Kevin Owens? What's next for Cody Rhodes? We'll get into that. RK Bro retaining the Raw Tag Team titles, but the Street Profits potentially being still involved in that title picture. They weren't involved in the finish, of course. Uh, Edge and Damian Priest have got this new dark alliance. But let's talk about Via. I mean, that's all. <laughs> I mean, it's the biggest talking point. He's coming, week. finally. I'm so excited not only to be there, but incredibly lucky. And once again, thank you to everyone who supported us, uh, everyone who's come up and spoken to us, and just everyone who yeah watches our content. Because without them doing that, as I always say, we won't be able to get to do cool stuff like this. But I'm so lucky not just to be here, but to be here in the presence of Simon Miller when Via finally comes. What are they going to do? <laughs> it's going to be... A hell of a moment, whether it's terrible or whether it's great. Mm. Either way, it's going to be brilliant. The, let's see not the best track record of these incredibly hyped sort of debuts in the sort of recent past. We, I think everyone's uh, minds go back to the Emelina fiasco. Mm. And then, um, uh, what else was there? I just had a whole list of them in my head. And oh, Brodus Clay. Brodus mm-hmm. Clay becoming a dinosaur randomly <laughs> after being hyped as an absolute beast for God knows how long. Um then things like um, what happened when we were there who was it Lars Sullivan oh yeah um, and then that fizzling out mm-hmm. incredibly quickly straight away afterwards <laughs> there's not been a great track record of all these big hyped debuts uh, so it's going to be interesting to see whether they can either break the terrible streak of this at the minute or actually do something special with Veer and I'm um, Genuinely, no idea which way it's going to go. Is it are we going to get Viralina? Are we going to get Viradactyls? Vira yeah. Or is it are we actually going to get a monster beer that actually comes out and looks really good? Because it's weird. Because it's not like they've just hyped up this new person that's coming. We've we've seen Via yeah. before, and then he went away, and then he, they were like, he came oh. to main event enough bloody times. Yeah, and yeah. then they were like, don't worry, or oh, he's coming. And like, I get the feeling it's probably going to be a really straightforward squash mash. But this is the perfect crowd to receive. The re-debut of, of Veer, isn't it? So, it's a meme. WWE have backdoored into a meme. Yeah. I don't think they've intended to create this. They've drafted a big guy in October, forgotten to use him by December, but then kept the vignettes going, and it's become a meme. The fact that it's got the word come in it is funny. Isn't it? <laughs> like, it's become a meme, and WWE have now got the opportunity to use this. I, this is going to sound ridiculous, right? So I've put it down. All of Phil's examples there were really salient, because WWE often find themselves in a position where They've committed quite a lot to something and then they were never that interested to begin with, mm. but the commitment's there, so you've got to do something. This, for me, goes one of two ways. You do get the um, the broadest clay type, out of nowhere reintroduction. All these vignettes you've seen have suddenly been turned into something completely different. It becomes a huge talking point, but it kind of remains a meme. It's like, if anything, they'll be side-by-sides with broadest clay himself after the show. Be like, oh, it's happened again. The big guy was coming, and now he's fun-loving, and this is how Vince books giants when he gets bored of them, all that sort of stuff. The other example I want to point your attention to, do you remember in 2019 when Lacey Evans got called up and for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks, she walked up and down the ramp, she looked like she was going to get the ring, she didn't bother, she walked and she kind of like tipped her hat mm. tonight and all they would do was play a theme pretty much. I think she re- she, she worked the rumble and then not again. Vaguely, yeah, yeah, so yeah. She's yeah. just kind of like marching up and down the ring and it's like, what, what is Lacey Evans here for? The night after WrestleMania, one of the destinations in WWE's calendar where sometimes people are just throwing bones, you know, like throwing sort of opportunities almost out of nowhere just to see what happens. Siege calls it, he often does a great list. I hope he's going to yeah, be in this year. That, it's worth looking at the ten wrestler, Ten weird wrestlers that are going to get that surreal post-WrestleMania push out of nowhere. Lacey Evans hit the woman's right on new double champion Becky Lynch. Ugh. That was what she did the night after WrestleMania. What I'm pitching to you boys, Via... Attacks Cody Rhodes. 
No. <laughs> there isn't a world title to fight for, is there? So you look up and down that card and you see, well, who's a world champion? And it's certainly not secondary title holder Finn Balor. Let's be realistic about this. It's a, like you go, WWE are going to go the other way and think, not only has he come, he's, he's come with force. Yeah. He's come all over Monday Night Raw and he's come all over the return of Cody Rhodes. The biggest thing on the show tonight that is at least advertised that isn't going to be surprised, something like that. Well, ironically, when the cameras go off the air, I might get stunned by Steve Austin in a dark segment. But yeah, yeah I, I have a feeling Cody or Cody AJ, the biggest prize of Monday Night Raw is going to be destroyed by Veer in the same way that Lacey Evans got a free hit on Becky Lynch on night one. Well, that's interesting because I was going to ask you next about what, what the future holds for Cody Rhodes because it feels like he is the natural successor if you're going to create a new championship, whatever on earth they're going to call it or whatever they're going to do with that because one would assume the general consensus, the reports seem to suggest that they've done this unification so they can put all the stupendous hyperbole around, uh, around that world title match on night two and then they're just going to go, all right, well, yeah, he's got both those belts that we're probably just going to kind of carry on with one. Mm. He may well address that tonight. I know he's going to address the WWE Universe but you can't not have a world title on Monday Night Raw. So Cody feels like he's in that ballpark and, and certainly someone... I mean, we talk about him. It's weird because on the one hand, I'm sat there going, well, he's going to be a world champion if they've got any bloody sense within the next few months. Really capitalise yeah. on this. Don't You don't need to give him any interim feuds because an interim feud is what you do with someone like Seth Rollins, who's mm -hmm. already beat him. Maybe you run it back at Backlash, although I don't think there's a lot else you can do with those two, I get why they do it. Seth saying I wasn't ready, he wasn't prepared, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time as me saying, well, I think you should obviously put the world title on him. He's one of the only people I look across that WWE roster and go, he's someone who viably could beat Roman Reigns eventually. Yeah, it feels done with Seth, doesn't it? But in WWE, nothing's ever done. Mm. There's always a, especially right now, there's always a WrestleMania backlash that they try and make so you'll feel just as important as WrestleMania. So there's every chance you get one more round with Seth Rollins and you certainly can't rule it out. I think, and it's fitting that we're talking about Cody, they borrow from the Dynamite playbook tonight. Cody Rhodes speaks. He's already advertised with a raw graphic and that sent people's heads into a spin, as well it should, because these visuals, the first time out, should be weird. And he said he's very excited about getting his hands on a live mic on Instagram, I think it was. WWE should capitalise on all of this stuff because it's every bit as wild as that reaction was on Saturday night for Cody Rhodes. Again, the via pitch comes to mind just because it's like, well, how big can you go with the big thing that everybody is going to... The meme meets the most talked about guy in the show and WWE engagement is through the roof and WWE engagement is almost never through the roof. So it sounds silly, but like something big for Cody, something that goes from Cody Rhodes speaks to a significant physical talking point, I think is the natural direction. I think he has to talk tonight. I think they know, I'm not saying this is going to draw the biggest Raw rating ever, but a post-WrestleMania Raw traditionally does quite well. And they certainly know the eyes of the wrestling world are on Cody. They want to hear what he's got to say. He can say, he doesn't have to give the whole game away, but he can certainly do, look, I mean, Dallas, Texas, this was a place my father made history in. Mm -hmm. um, he can say something like, just like my father, when it comes to Dallas, I've been up and down these roads too, you know, eating pork and beans, whining, and, or being wined and dined by kings of kings. Oh, you know, all those, all those people like that kind of thing at the moment. And it's worth, it is absolutely worth poking that bear a little bit, you know. Um, all of those little things, so that people can tweet stuff, so that people can talk about it and get excited and feel nervous. And then I would say, you kind of, get on with the business of getting on with the business. Uh, whether or not we get, a, again, the Dynamite playbook, an interruption, an attack, a scuffle, something along those lines. Cody can lay out a bit of an agenda, a bit of a why without giving you the whole thing because I'm sure there's more interviews to come. There's chats with Steve Austin. There's whatever there's going to be. And then, yeah, in, uh, 
into a, into sort of something that this time next week we're sitting. So last week somebody decided to make a name for himself by coming for Cody Rhodes. What's going to happen next week in the second week of the story? Something that makes him feel like you've had the special moment and now he's back on the grind. Like it's behooves WWE to make him feel like a WWE superstar. And regrettably, mm. that means having him, you know, doing the work, as he would say. Yeah, uh, in the words of Eminem, you only get one shot uh, <laughs> to create a superstar, like on the level of a Roman Reigns or in the top tier of WWE. And Cody did his goddamn best at WrestleMania to put himself in that picture. And you have to capitalize on it, like straight away. Um, and I think, like you say, people get normalized very quickly in mm. WWE. And whereas I think, like, maybe putting him against Roman, like, at WrestleMania Backlash or something, like, instantly is probably a little bit too soon in terms of the sort of storyline that they'll want to tell with it or something like that, like the big return and the comeback. Um, I think he needs to go through a few people and maybe build it to SummerSlam. Maybe that would be a good time to do it. Um, But you need to get him on that road right now. I think Cody, when he's firing on all cylinders, he's a really great promo. It's going to be a chaotic promo. It's going to be a weird promo, probably, because it's a Cody promo, and it always is. His first thing he does is look down the lens and go, what do you want to talk about? (laughs) Like the last time, it kind of bookends that crazy one from AEW. It's going to be really enjoyable, whatever it is. But yeah, whatever it is, they need to put it in place now, set in the seeds for this run, where it feels like he is going to be pushed as Mm. a main event star. And keep the sort of view in sort of casual people's fans like not everybody knows who Cody Rhodes is probably yeah. within the WWE universe they've just seen this guy appear get a monstrous reaction from everyone from 75,000 people in an arena and beat one of WWE's top guys they need to reinforce that in the eyes of the casual fans and give them a reason to be switched on to Cody Rhodes why they need to like him why they need to follow him so that they can build him up to this Roman Reigns and then beat Roman Reigns he seems like a perfect guy to do it I hadn't made this comparison until Phil made that exact point I'd never thought about this until right now. I remember how I felt about Ric Flair coming in and not really... He had a big belt. Yeah. And he was calling himself the real world champion. But I was very he sort of... your world champion. Really. I was like... I think I'd maybe seen him on the cover of a, a, the like limited WWE videos that are available in the UK. But certainly, as somebody that was almost exclusively like mainlined WWF as a kid, like WWE had to tell me that Ric Flair was a champion and then show me with some of his actions very mm. early on and I, and I got it and I, it, yeah. it made complete sense to me and within no time at all like Ric Flair is at Hulk Hogan's level Ric Flair's at the yeah. Ultimate Warriors level the end, done that's the exact thing there will be somebody there will be whether it be you know the we talk about the casual fans being mythical but certainly the, the pa- like you know the passive fans of wrestling or the wrestling fans of a certain age that watched Wrestlemania and as you say heard that what if some of them that aren't in our bubble are asking why? Mm. are asking what is it that's created this we didn't know there was a Cody from Legacy let alone a Cody from AEW I, th- I think his story is interesting and you can refine it well not WWE writers can but you can refine that into something that makes a quite a powerful scene on Monday mm. Night Raw the big match you know against Roman I would save it too I think it makes sense if in, if you're in a functional company that can book five or six programs on the way to SummerSlam you save it Yeah. but there's precedence for it going the other way and it working just as well Brock Lesnar and Cena fought immediately and that yeah. Extreme Rules match was a ripper. You know, it was Brock is back, it's big, it's re- it's actually real in front of us. Mm. They could they could just go to Cody and Roman. Yeah. They really could. It's far too serious, this. Let's play a game. <laughs> <laughs> I have the uh, WWE alumni page up. Cody Rhodes is going to be out there cutting a promo. What is next for Cody Rhodes? Phil Chambers, tell me when to stop and then give me a number between one and three. And this is the person that is going to interrupt Cody Rhodes and he will go on to, to feud with and potentially fight with at WrestleMania Backlash. Stop. Okay. Two. Right. 
Okay. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna do it again with you, Hamplow, because <laughs> I have a feeling this, this this one might not might not happen because tonight Cody Rhodes, American Nightmare, is gonna be in there cutting pro in the ring, only to be interrupted by Kelly Kelly. Holla <laughs> <laughs> holla. Uh, Hamlet, who who are you picking? Let's see. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. Give me a, a, a number between one and four after you tell me to stop. Stop. Okay. One. Lana. It's gone well. Are we not talk, like we, like we've experienced some pretty big pops over the weekend? The surprise Austin pop and the planned Austin pop. Yeah. Well, either of them compared to. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Uh, right, let's move on and talk about some of the champions, uh, Hamlet, because you know Roman Reigns is going to address the audience. I don't know whether you think they're going to run it back one more time with Brock at WrestleMania Backlash. There's certainly an argument to be made that you could have Bianca versus Becky one more time. I thought they were phenomenal together. I know they've done a lot together, and the you know general consensus mm. may well be oh, that's kind of done. But with all the hair screw off, you could well. Do a hair versus title match, mm-hmm. you know. I think Becky, we've discussed this in the build towards WrestleMania. Becky has got the balls to do something like that, in my opinion. Uh, and uh, we mentioned earlier, RK Brew, um, potentially having a match with the Street Profits because Street Profits were never pinned. Yeah. Um, look, the, the post-WrestleMania thing, right, it's, we don't bemoan everything continuing past WrestleMania. Like, some things have to. Some things will maybe only just reaching a certain point in the story. Ideally, you want more things than not to be reaching their culmination. Of course you do. But the reality is some programmes do continue on. Certainly some characters do continue on. Roman Reigns, if he indeed is on this Raw and he's not nursing an injury or they don't save him for SmackDown or whatever. Um, yeah, speculation about that injury. Isn't yeah, it? like yeah, if they, they could. We and Phil were talking about this this morning. Um, I was speculating that maybe if Roman's not quite good to go, your game show host opening is Bianca Belair. That's perfect. 
you know like she sort of immediately starts to show that as the as the star she felt on Saturday she becomes that again on Monday with the yeah. Women's Championship all that sort of stuff so they have options I'm, I'm finding it hard to look if Roman appears I'm finding it hard to look past not being able to fast forward the entrance in real life or at least put it on times two speed having him say acknowledge me having him soak up the bees and nothing I think they'll commit to almost nothing with Roman Reigns injury or not he's a Smackdown guy he's some, if he is in the building he's somebody that we've seen this with Roman and Brock they promote them and you might buy your ticket for them but all they're obligated then to do is come out and say a few lines and then disappear. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no obligation that you have to set a program up or Roman has to throw a punch or anything like that. So I don't, I'd love to be proven wrong, I don't expect a lot from Roman Reigns on this show. Either. And nor does he feel like the hottest raw-based commodity either. Mm-hmm. I think there's Smackdown, I could see them getting the gears going on whatever his next program is going to be. Um, so yeah, there was Bianca Belair as well. What was it? It was the tag division you mentioned, wasn't it? So yeah. Bro and the Street Profits. I could see it. I could absolutely see it. I could actually see them rematching the whole thing. I, I could was, see them. I was going to say the exact same thing about the tag team things because yep. they love doing that the night after a pay per view, just rematch the whole WrestleMania thing. quality match yeah. here on Monday Night Raw. Forgetting the fact that most people in the building were at the WrestleMania the night before. Yeah. It's. I could see them doing it again. Yeah. There was the. I don't know about you guys. I felt like the tease of a Street Profits turn before they all toasted, and it, you realised it became about a Gable Stevenson thing more than yeah. a, more than a wrestler thing. Um, the Street Profits and RK Bro already had. Slight hostilities before the match. Maybe they're going down that direction. Maybe you've had this wonderful, life-affirming RK bro. The friendship is for real. They've even retained at WrestleMania. Maybe they lose the belts and you do the turn. Wow. Yeah, the first big um, post-WrestleMania program on getting Riddle ready to finally enter the, the tippy-toppy level is his, is his Randy stuff. Maybe that's maybe that's a big shocker coming out of Raw. If, they, if indeed they're still that company that want to give you a post-WrestleMania shock. Yeah. What if it's just, here's this, you, we've got you anyway, you've bought your tickets, here's this before you fly home. In terms of the tag division as well, you've always got the sort of wild card option. I'm not entirely sure what their plans with him are going to be going forward, but Edge just formed a stable last night on WrestleMania. Yeah. He has a potential tag team of him and Dan- Damian Priest. Ooh, they want yeah, to mix it up a guys, little bit. Totally. And they love doing Edge and Randy Orton. Oh, yeah. Um, so if they want to mix up the tag team division a little bit I'm not sure what the the overall plans are for the House of Brood um, <laughs> but uh, it'd be interesting to sort of shove them in there and completely like it would we completely freshen up that little tag team division mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of people say that we were pretty, pretty harsh on Edge and AJ Styles I think it was, it was quite subjective uh, in the way it went down I've got to say I'm really really excited to see what they do with, with Damien Priest aligning with Edge I think it's it works really well it makes sense and yeah, whether it be him helping Damian Priest go after titles, maybe he wants to win the US title back, even though that wasn't even on bloody WrestleMania. <laughs> uh, who knows? And then the eventual split in the match between the two of them will probably be really enjoyable as well. Uh, I had a, a, an idea that I pitched to you guys this morning, which is in kind of injury or not to Roman, but this also kind of works really well if he is temporarily injured. If it's long-term, then this doesn't work. But Roman Reigns going, I've smashed everybody. I'm doing what Brock used to do. I'm taking some time off. I'm, or I'm just going to sit at ringside and you have some mad fatal five-way because you know how bloody good they are at that to determine the number one contender. They're probably Drew's going to win. Let's be honest, we'll talk more about that on the SmackDown preview later on this week, of course. But yeah, I said you don't need a main event for WrestleMania Backlash. It's right there. It's Ronda Charlotte 2. You tapped out. Well, I beat you. Doesn't matter. You don't get a rematch. Blah, blah, blah. And it's only like a month away. Even WWE can't screw it up that much, touch wood. Uh, Bianca Belair, like I say, you can easily have her run it back. And I'm not going to be complaining, if you're honest, if WrestleMania Backlash is just off the top of my head for a few matches. 
Becky Bianca 2 I know it's not 2 it's like 7 <laughs> Becky Bianca 2 Ronda Charlotte 2 RK Bro Street Brothers and then just loads of big lads getting involved you can have Cody in there and he doesn't win the fatal five way but he sets up another feud with someone else because that person costs him and Drew gets the the shot at Roman at I have no idea what the bloody pay-per-view is after WrestleMania but let's be honest WWE don't either it was Hell in a Cell last year wasn't it Um, in terms of NXT call-ups do you see any of those happening I mean obviously Champa sort of already dipped his Mm. toe in the main roster but we were there at Stand and Deliver we speculated as to whether you know now I'm going to do this slightly quieter A to save people's ears B because I don't really know how this this microphone stuff works we just sat around a big table and C because I really need my voice for tonight Eat baby, to the moon. Um, he's now North American champion. That frees up Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams, and they just feel made for the main roster. Like you could bring some really legitimately talented people up to the main roster from NXT, and that this traditionally used to be the place that it happened. Yeah, um, there's a couple of big names. So you mentioned um, Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams, and that they feel ready. Uh, I'm wondering, just personally, again, there's based on nothing but speculation on the future of Io Shirai on that brand. Yeah. I think she's... Ultimately, that NXT model requires a few legends to help develop the people that are down there, not legends, but you know what I mean, like more experienced hands to get them more developmental prospects over. But at some point or other, you have to look at those, as is the case with Champa now, and think, well, how many people can you continue to do that for before you want to get a bit more for yourself? And Champa feels like he's in that spot. Io Shirai feels in that spot. Conversely, a push sometimes goes so well that we'll just use this for what it's for. And if you feel that they're adequately developed at something, maybe not the whole package, but at something, sod it. Get them on television and see how it works. And I got the distinct feeling that that's what's happening with Bron Breaker. I'm struggling to find the reason, other than because WWE simply can't help itself, why you wouldn't give those, like, sand and liver fans. And we were in that audience. There are some fans, astonishingly, way more loyal to 2.0 than you would maybe realise. Oh, absolutely. Watching the 2.0 dome every week, you know, amongst some of those crazed locals that get in that building every single week. Are they 65-year-old men? Lots of them are. <laughs> but, like, there was a lot of children that were banging at Cora Jade. Um, she's got, like, an enormous young following. Bron Breaker is, a, it, like, it, homegrown's not the word, but a homegrown star in the context of NXT, so... Um, if there's people that are kind of only into that brand for what it is now they receive him as the top guy Yeah. so equally they would then say oh well it's time it's his turn to go into the main roster so I, like, I wouldn't rule any of them out this is more so than when it was under Triple H's purview towards the end um, I could see them wanting to do it quicker as well because I think they probably want to prove the model is working if you were to get Bron Breaker on the Raw after Wrestlemania when he what started but he was basically made in a test tube in August 2021 and he's on Monday Night Raw the night after WrestleMania in 2022. As Bron Breaker or as, Bra- as Rex Steiner? I think as Bron Breaker. I think people have come to accept it, as weird as it is that his actual Steiners went in the Hall of Fame. As Bron- That would surely... Would that not? If you're Bruce Pritchard or Big Johnny or whatever, would you not say, wow, our NXT is way more efficient than Triple H's? Yeah. Look how quick we got a guy ready. He's main roster ready. And it might normalise him, it might ruin him, who knows? But it's all about that political shark tank more than it is the wrestlers. Um... Phil, in, we'll play a game of the NXT Corps in a second. Do you think we even see Kevin Owens tonight, or do you think he takes a well-earned few weeks off? Yeah, I think it makes sense to leave Kevin Owens off until you've got something, whatever's next, coming for him. Don't, people aren't going to forget what he did. Yeah, absolutely. It's not like people are going to just completely forget about Kevin Owens after a few weeks. He's just been a part of one of the biggest moments in WrestleMania. Um, so, yeah, I'd leave him off for a while. Wait until you've actually got some good plans going forward, whatever it might be. 
they kind of completely upended his sort of character trajectory specifically for this one exact match and moment um, so they need to figure out what exactly he is going to be and going forward you can come back and say I'm a Wrestlemania main eventer yeah I main evented Wrestlemania against Don Cole Steve Austin and you can live off that for ages mm. like look at how long Buck lived off breaking the streak it's not exactly the same thing but it's on like a similar kind of Definitely. yeah thing he can feed off that for a really long time was it you said you didn't beat me I beat me because he hit himself with a chair yeah well it's there isn't it like that was the it was a cell phone and he can still claim that his stunner would have been more effective because Austin's was chair assisted yeah uh, right in terms of NXT call ups let's play a game again hey. I've got the NXT <laughs> roster up Phil here we go uh, tell me when to stop again number between one and stop. four this person will appear tonight number between one and four yes uh, let's go four okay there we go Cora Jade Ooh. kind of skateboarding her way down to the roaring <laughs> <laughs> oh and it used to be the little ramp Oh, that would have been a great one. As Raw I mean, rolls would have fallen off, yeah. yeah. But As <laughs> Raw rolls on, unlike Cora, who walks. Uh, Hamlet? Uh, stop. Oh, you've got some good ones potentially here. I'm going to ruin this then. Two. Oh, I love you. <laughs> Malcolm Bivens. Oh, yes! <laughs> you are welcome. What a lineup. You could have had Lash Legend, Malcolm Bivens, Malik Blade, or I'm not sure you've heard of her, Mandy Rose. That'll <laughs> be run. Another, another potential contender. I've just glanced at this and I've ruined my day because I really want Zach Gibson to show up on the main roster no, tonight. And he could Soon get... He could get... Debuting. Just slagging off Texas. I know, it's, <laughs> I know it's been done a lot. But... Why oh, Why do I do these things? It's not happening. Stuff? Yeah, exactly. Um, right, final question. I'm going to come to you first, Phil, and then Hello. we're going to... Because that's going to give Hamlet time to calm down and compose himself <laughs> as I pitch the fact oh, that yeah. the Raw after WrestleMania also sees major returns. There is speculation around Asuka and there is speculation she's here this weekend she is. that we could get, oh, whisper it, the return of Bailey. Hell yes. Yes! Uh... Bailey is one of the best wrestlers they have. Not even like women's wrestlers. One of the best wrestlers. She's so entertaining. She's been so missed in that women's division. And coming back, like it, if she's ready now, and their option is like debut her, redebut her sometime within the next month or whatever. Why not do it right now? You've got the hot crowd. You do it right after the WrestleMania. Roof would come off. The roof would yeah. come off that place. Um, and just set her off for doing whatever it is that she's going to be doing whether she's coming back as a heel or a face it doesn't really matter because that initial reaction is going to be so good and then she's so good that she'd be able to turn everyone around on the facts if she wants to be a heel um, she'd be able to get that audience booing her just because like, they boo her just because they like her so much if that makes sense they'll like, buy into her heelness and play along like MJF in yeah, 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 for yeah. example yeah. Um, so I 100% want to see Bailey if she is here which she apparently is and she's ready why the hell not? Bailey, the woman that, along with Sasha Banks, to be fair, carried WWE's pandemic yeah. in 2020. Like an angle, a generational storyline that took place virtually in all in the performance center. What an achievement that Bailey and Sasha story was. Bailey carried that. She continued to carry it when they moved to the Thunderdome. She continued to blossom as a performer, as a heel, which at first looked like it wasn't really going to take. Um, and she did it all in that time. And then two weeks before crowds come back, she gets an injury that puts her out for a year. It felt the most cruelest of injustices. But who, gentlemen, was she set to face for the title on a pay-per-view before she got injured? Bianca Belair. Oh. It's the match she wasn't allowed to have 
in the building she wasn't allowed to have it in, full of fans that she deserved the return of more than virtually anybody else on that roster. You have a free hit at Bailey versus Bianca. You talk about these, well, sod it, let's have a big match right now. Like, if you want to sell me Bianca Belair versus Bailey for WrestleMania Backlash on little more than, we were two weeks away from a title fight. I didn't just lose my title match against you, I lost everything that all, all the other WWE wrestlers got back as soon as crowds came back and I've lost it for a year. I've been gone for the better part of a year and I've had none of this. I've missed two WrestleManias, all that sort of stuff. You've got her as a heel. Alternatively, of course, absolutely out of nowhere and again, nobody would care. Music hits, old music hits, complete babyface repackage, the um, side ponytail is back just because yeah like the mother of all pops to have her just back as a bit she's taking time off she's just said that and an idea has come into my head if she is coming back as a heel she should do that anyway because the pop that she would get for the old music the Bailey buddies the hair and then she comes up and she takes their ponytails out and she's like ah you idiot she fell for it do you remember um, one of the few shining lights of the apart from when he he fell on his ass um, uh, post Wrestlemania Raw in 2019 was Sami Zayn returning getting a huge pop for his music everyone's glad to see him back he wrestled what appeared to be a babyface match against I want to say Finn Balor and he lost and it was only after the match where it was like hang on a minute you complete dicks and just giving it like <laughs> just giving it both barrels and all beans to the fans yeah Bailey in that role again might be perfect there's, there's ultimately what we're saying here is there's like multiple creative avenues you can take even the bad ones yeah like if you deliver something rubbish but it's with the presence of Bailey on Raw there will be a moment that you can create mm. even if after the fact people are going well can't believe in six minutes they screwed Bailey up. Right, I, I think that's just as likely as having a good time yeah, with it, but there's yeah. a lot of different ways you can have a very good time with this. So you're telling me there's a chance? I'm telling you there's a massive chance. I'm and, in hoping there's a chance. And <laughs> let's be honest, I, I, sorry to just snort, sort of sneak her in here, because we mentioned her there, but like, if it's not Bailey, Asuka's not a bad replacement, is she? It's amazing. It's brilliant. Like, she's there available. They have, this division is in the bin, right? And Bianca Belair is the woman's champion yet again. And this is not a criticism on Becky Lynch. It's not the old days where the champion leaves the territory or anything. But Bianca Belair as the new champion, um, all sort of order restored almost from the evil Becky Lynch taking it from her all those months ago. And Sasha and Naomi winning the tag belts feels like a real opportunity. Like, they have very fortuitously found themselves in a position where three extremely credible wrestlers are holding the belts. Angles and uh, matches that spin off these titles and now things that people want to watch again. Tell me some goddamn stories. Stop putting women together in random tag team matches. Stop having two-minute television matches featuring, look, someone like a dewdrop who's great. Tell me a story about them. Yeah. They've got all the belts on people that you want to watch tell stories. Massive opportunity to like have a much better year than the last one. Well, there you go. Let us know your thoughts on the Raw before, Raw before, Raw after <laughs> WrestleMania. I wish. On Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Watch there. You can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamflit at. Michael Hamflit. You can follow Phil Chambers at. Phil My Chambers. And you can follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE, as I said. Uh, and make sure you subscribe to WhatCulture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. And uh, we'll be discussing all the fallout from the Raw after WrestleMania, or probably in a few hours' time. And. Just on the off chance that you're going tonight, we'll also be filming what went down and upside upside down. Upside down. down. <laughs> it's been a long week. Miller's going to do it on his head. <laughs> Ups and downs outside the uh, American Airlines uh, arena a little bit later on today. So do uh, stick around if you're going to the show and try and catch us filming that. But for now, this has been the Raw after WrestleMania preview. My thanks to Phil Chambers to Hamlet. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Planning for your next trip. Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.